Race, race, race 22. Race 22. Podcast. Welcome to the Race 22 Podcast. Race 22 Podcast. And now your host, Langley Austin. We recently caught up with Bobby McCarty on Race 22 Radio, and we talked to him about a wide range of topics, including iRacing, how he cooks ribs, including mentorship, and what his mentors told him that helped him the most. Having confidence in the race car. You know, and, and again, not taking anything away from what my dad and I did. We did what I believe to be some pretty incredible things as far as where we finished uh, against the competition that we was racing against. But uh, when it comes down to it, you know, I never really had that confidence in the race car to say. Was it the look, mentorship? Was it the mentorship that gave you the confidence? What what, what it, gave it was, you the confidence to be you? Meaning, you know what I mean? What do yeah, you yeah. do better uh, than anybody else that you think is your deal that you hang it on? It it was really everything. You know, the people. You know, and I'm a firm believer. You're only good as the people you got around. Hundred percent. Right. And I believe when it comes to late model stock racing, I have some of the you got best. Some of the good ones. I yep. got some of the best minds around me. Yep. And they've they've taught me a lot. But at the same time, you know, I got the people. And once I started to kind of really take in the information that they was telling me, and and the biggest thing they was telling me was to to believe in the race car. Do do what you're supposed to do on Friday. Give us good feedback, and you'll you'll have a race car that can run just as good a laps at lap 150 as it can at 75. So who do you mentor? Who do you mentor? Who do you give back to? Because uh, really? you got all these, yeah. Whoever, got, whoever asked. Yeah, I but mean, I'm not. Saying, <laughs> I'm not no, no. You know, this is what uh, I think you're. Uh, I, I didn't mean that in a derogatory right, way. Right, right. What I meant to it is, is that this is what I want. I want the 14, 15 year old kid that knows you, that. That they, those guys grabbed a hold of you with their arms, yeah. and, and Josh has maybe had a similar situation, yeah. right? Um, so my question is, how do how, I want them to get in touch with you? Because yeah. that makes it better, yeah. right? right. You, yeah. You've already ate all um, the crap and done all the things wrong and done all the stuff you shouldn't do right. or were, weren't right. right. So how, um, how do we help them? So last year, uh, you know, I kind of Lane and I got to racing quite a bit with each other, and you know, Lane's a very—I'm sure you would agree with—he's a very talented kid. Right. He's he's very aggressive, very very aggressive. And after Carteret, you know, yes, um, after Carteret, he got on the microphone, and I would have wrecked him if I'd have called him. Hmm. And then he he texted me and was like, "Dude, I didn't mean that." And I said, "It's we'll talk." I think the next race was Hickory or Orange County. I said, "We'll we'll talk about it then." Like this is not a conversation where we have sure. over text or anything. And when we got there, I said, "Dude," I said, "I," I said, "You ain't got to worry about nothing for me because I've been there. Right. I, somebody's I've been." so mad that I couldn't even see straight and somebody stuck that microphone right in my face and I said some stuff I didn't mean to say. You know, and, and that's kind of where he went in that situation was he didn't mean it, you know, but he was mad. They stuck that microphone in his face and, uh, you know, that's just kind of how things went. And, you know, I've... Uh, uh, Kyle Dudley with the <laughs> big wood right there. Wow. <laughs> he stopped everybody yeah. here. For yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, everybody's everybody's got their own opinions, but, you know, I've I've raced with him. I've been behind him. I've been in front of him. I've seen what he's done. And and Ty Gibbs is another one. I've offered him some some advice as well. And, and this was before this whole deal with him driving for us even yeah. come out. Dude, there were some these, times these he looked like kids. a lawn dart. That yeah. kid. Yeah. I and, mean, he was all over the place. And like with both of them, they when it comes down to it, they they have just raw talent. I mean, you right. you see it in qualifying all the time. They'll, you'll go out and lay down a good lap and be like, 
dang, that's really good. And then Lane or Ty will go out, and you're like, where'd that come from? Right. Look, look at Martinsville. Right, Perfect exactly. example. I mean, yeah. th- yep. uh, like, how do you yeah, – like, where do you go from there? And, you know, like, I, I've I've talked to Ty quite a bit about this. You know, I'm like, you know, not trying to get in his business, but, you know, he's got a golden opportunity without oh, a doubt, f- right? Yeah, um, but wait, no, let's rephrase. He's had a golden opportunity since he was born. Right. Meaning, well, like, right. and uh, what I'm not going to say from the money aspect – but do you realize the things that that boy thinks is normal, that has gotten a C, that 99.9% of the rest of the people racing have no idea even exists? Well, I mean. And, and I'm not putting a yeah, burden yeah, yeah, on yeah, him. I'm you. just yeah, saying. Yeah. So it, I, it, it intrigues me how he's from a racing family. He's yeah. a, they're racers. They yeah. do whatever. So they've, they've, he, he has a great opportunity right. to be what <laughs> that organization needs it to, needs him to be, in my opinion. But, like, my biggest thing is he's doing everything the right way. He, he's not jumping straight to supers one thing at a time, working his way through it. And, that, and that, to me, in my opinion, that's the right way. Uh, you know, and, and It's about the grind. We talked yeah, about this last week. It's about, week. The, it's grind. about the grind. And that's, you know, Look at you, 2011 limited. Yeah. You, you know what and, I mean? And, and he asked a lot of questions and, and Lane again. And, and like I said, when it comes down to it, I'm going to give whatever opinion I can give. Uh, That's what I would appreciate. That's the only thing I would ask from you. You don't owe me anything, but pick a couple of these kids. It sounds yeah. like th- those guys have mentored you, and it's really helped you. And I would love to see you take a kid or two kids and have them reach out to you through social yeah. media or something like that and say, hey, man, pick your brain about some ideas. I know you work a lot and yeah. do your own well, thing, and, but I think I, that's told, what we need to do to make this good again. Yeah, and I've told uh, – like I said, I'm, I'm not – I'm not going to withhold any kind of information. If you ask me yeah, what I do I, behind I the race car, right? You know, I don't think they're looking for you if you have a 350 or a 300, right? right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're looking for, for hey, were you driving. in this situation, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and, and that's you know, Ty's talks me about. Like I said, we ain't even been teammates, but Ty's brought all this stuff up to me. He's, he asked me about what I'm feeling with my race car and things of this and that effect. Um, but you know, like I told him, and this was before any of this even come up. If you have any questions ask away yeah if i can tell you what i'm doing and you can go out there and outrun me with it i appreciate that i'm, I'm happy I, for I, you brother, that I tells me i'm that. not for where real, i need to be if i can tell you what i'm doing and you outrun me that way then i need to get better you need to you work know, harder. All it comes down work to. harder yeah exactly right? i mean um so like i said i like seeing these younger kids come up through here because like i said they have raw talent you see it every time um and anytime they get to offer that situation you see it you know they just things are just different you know and ultimately, they have to want it. Hundred I mean, percent. They have to go. Right. That that's my problem. I want it for them many times more yeah, than they want the, it because ninety percent of them, you guys, Langley and I talk about this almost every day. I think it's the perception. Right. Of it. But ninety percent of them will never reach out to you. Yeah. Me- right. Meaning that, yeah, that that's just the way people people. I have some things with my e-commerce that I tell people ways that they could make a little extra money for free. Right. Yeah. Like, and they won't do it. And I'm like. And I got so upset. I was talking to Langley about it. He's like, you can tell them, yeah. but if they don't want it, well, they're, they're never going <laughs> to do it anyway. I, mean, I think the biggest thing is, again, we're all competitors. So if you walk up to another competitor and, and ask for his honest advice on how he's driving his race car, I mean, how much of that do you really believe is going to be the truth, right? No, for sure. You know, we're all out there to beat each other, you know, but right. again, yeah, like but I, I said, don't think, I just don't think uh, a lot of them young kids are I don't looking, think they know. They're, they're not, right, that's they, the problem. They just don't know. That's, that you're, you're 100% right. Yeah. That's the problem. The problem is they don't know what they don't know, meaning yeah. they don't know how far ahead it is, how much they should do this, how much they should do this. If you telling a young kid to drag the brake a little more down into one yeah. before he rips back to the gas, 
to him, that's a big deal. Yeah. If that cost you the pole or the race, holy cow, we're in two different worlds. And right. I think yep. sometimes uh, that's the one thing I would like to see more of, and I think it will just make the competition better, is if we can get some of these guys – like you two or Philip or Lee or, or you know, many of the, the elders kind of statesmen of the deal, staples of the deal. Yeah. If we can get them to help some of these young, uh, a limited kid, hey, reach out to these guys. Ask yeah. them, hey, what do you think about this? My car slides the nose and I jam the brake. Maybe they can't 100% fix you, but it opens up a dialogue to where you can start bouncing your ideas off of each other yeah. to know where they are. And, and it's a it's a big thing on you guys too. It helps build your personal brands to right, try to, yeah. br- you know, more people. I I think everybody hates everybody in racing, and nobody knows anybody. Right, it pisses yeah. me off yeah, so yeah. bad. Everybody hates everybody, and they really don't even know why. No yeah. idea. Right. And right. and again, that's that's my whole point is, I mean, y- y- these kids coming through have a have a ton of talent, you know, and and like I said, if they ever have any questions, I'm I'm open to anything, and I, I'm willing to share information just because, you know it. You want to beat everybody when they're at their best, right? I mean, that's the whole point is you want to beat somebody when they're at their best. And if you can give them some information to make them better and get them to where you they should be, and then y'all go toe-to-toe and however it plays out is however it plays out. You know, I mean, that's, that's what in- makes the, the sport go around. Is, in my opinion, if you're doing it right, right, like when people ask me things, it creates more thought processes in my mind of things that as you guys are so far past that maybe if you revisit – you know, hey, yeah. I'm doing X, Y, Z. You both remember, oh, I remember when I did X, Y, Z. Oh, it's terrible, right? I, Man, I used to trail break too long, right? I'm just bad at grabbing a bunch of wheel into the thing. And I think that gives them, gives people hope that they can continue to work through the process. And everybody's suffering. Every driver that I ever met suffers almost from a lot of the same things. It's just getting to where it's a comfort level yeah many good drivers have told me and you both could probably answer this to when when things start to slow down and i watch you do it on a weekly basis but when things start to slow down i win because the more comfortable i get in the car the more things slow down and the more i feel like i can manipulate the more i feel like i can do this and i can do that and i don't think a young person realizes that holy shit said it number three <laughs> at some point this will actually slow down yeah and it will become to where i'm not hanging on for dear life right. i'm actually manipulating the car yeah so one of the things i worked with a guy um so i, I raced go-karts for 12 years and then i moved to the allison legacy series which is a 5.8 scale stock car perimeter chassis sealed little four-cylinder sure, engine. good little class um yeah, yeah and treaded tires so yep. and that was one of my problems that I, I had to work through was in that race car from lap one to lap 50 or lap one well, we had a 200 lapper at florence motor speedway <laughs> you could you <laughs> Did they could, have to put fuel in those things yeah you had to put yeah. fuel in it but you kept the tires on it and you could dog that thing from lap one to lap 200 and it would run the exact same time if you was physically capable it didn't have power steering. It had still shocks. It didn't have no sway bar. Good times but if you, right yes, there. Oh, that yeah. made you a man. It did. That day yeah. right there, and you became a man. the whole deal with that was you had to move around the rate. Like, the car was never perfect. I didn't care what you did. You had, like I said, still shocks. There was no adjustment there. So the, what, it, what it taught me was when you start a race, you got what you got. And you have to find that groove, whether it's, it's a little bit less brake here or a little bit more roll center here or 75% throttle here instead of trying to get 90 or whatever the case. It just kind of made everything come together. But I come from go-karts. I wasn't used to this speed. So sure. a guy come up to me and he said, man, you're not, you're not seeing this as it happens. You're not used to it. 
And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, he said every race, because it was a touring series. He said, every racetrack you go to, he said, I want you to take a notebook and draw a picture of the track. And he said, I want you to find markers on the track where you're letting off at, where you're breaking Point. at, where you're picking the throttle yep. up at, and then get used to it. And he said, it's going to get to a point to where everything just kind of, it becomes second nature. You get used to the RPMs of the engine. You know that's where you need to let off. Sure. Or the RPMs drop too fast getting into the center, so you know you use too much brake. And it just kind of put – so for the first year, I made a notebook of every racetrack we went to. We went to Florence, Dillon, Orange County, South Boston, went to a couple road courses, and I I still got the whole notebook. And it's literally – it was my first year. It's literally a notebook of about 100 pages of what not to do. Right. Young people, it's, listen, it's, listen it to was this. The, I'm being dead serious. Listen, I, no, I this can, is great. This is great stuff. I can take pictures of this notebook. It's, it's at my house. Well, it's at my parents' house. But it's literally a 100-page notebook of what not to do. And that's awesome. what was put in that notebook that whole first year. But the second year come around, and that's when things started to change. Everything kind of slowed down and started to make sense to me, and that's when things clicked. So the first year, we our best finish was a fourth at the road course, somehow or another. And – the next year we won three races and finished second or third in the points. You the same thing? I think now, not te- – I, I, I've listened to him talk about the visual markers and stuff of driving. I think for whatever reason, I think it's probably my background in sim racing that mine's a little more sound-oriented. Yeah. Like at, like at Hickory or somewhere that comes to mind, it's like – when you get close to the wall, like especially off a off a four, like right at the start finish line, the exhaust changes when you get close to the, and it's like you're already looking. You for use the next those corner. cues. Yeah, I, I, it's a little bit no, less. That's I don't amazing. really pick See, out. That's great. That's what people really don't understand. Pick out markers necessarily. So we got 50 drivers, right, or 100 drivers, and you use sound. He uses something different. I, I, I like those. Those are all different little things. I was thinking to touch back on what you were saying about the younger drivers. I honestly, and I think he, I feel like you will agree with this. Is I think a lot. I don't know if there's just a disconnect between the you know the the me, the Deke McCaskill, the Bobby, the Lee Pulliam, and the younger drivers. But there's probably a better chance of me and Bobby coming to each other and being like, "Dude, are you as lost as I am?" And he's like, "Yeah." Then, then yeah, but but I think the it's because it's a different way of communicating. Because I I really believe this. I believe this. I believe the younger people will not communicate to you face to face because they're scared to. But oh. I challenge them all, all of them that are listening, I challenge them to reach out. Both of you are accessible through social. Yeah. If, if, you, if they feel I, – I, I think this is the one thing I want to bring perspective to you two guys that I think maybe you lose some of. You guys are up here, right? So to a kid that races limited at Hickory – and I, uh, not take you're up there. Now you're accessible to some of those kids mm-hmm. at Hickory. But what I find interesting is social media. The way they, most of the younger ones, uh, communicate is is a good way to reach out to you guys. Yeah. You're you're Josh. You're super active on it, and I, y- I don't you do a little bit on there. So I don't know if it's that they're scared. I I think it's more of yeah. But you have to it's, remember it's a competitor standpoint. So when they look at it, we're the guys to beat. Right. right? But the difference yeah. is you didn't walk up to Philip. Seven in 2011. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. No, right. Put this together, right. right? Like, right. I want to make this right. better. I'm not bullshitting. I, I, we're going to do whatever we got to do to make yeah. this better. And what you need to realize is that you didn't walk up to Philip Morris in 2011 and say, Hey, dude, tell me how to wheel this thing. Because right. he would have, right? right? <laughs> it's a difference. It doesn't work like that. I so, just waited until 2013 and 100% it, it drove by me on the outside before we even made it to the middle of one and two. <laughs> is what I, I just want, I, I want young people. 
to to get ahead, and they they have tons of time. I think that's the one thing they don't think that they have is time. And what they need to realize is 2011 to 2018 was seven years. That was time. Oh yeah, right. And and through that, I want people to be able to figure out how to build a good foundation. I think so many people are building these. It's back to the McMansion thing when the economy crashed the last time, right? Everybody's buying houses over four hundred thirty thousand. This is the same thing. Yeah. Everybody, I gotta get my kid in a late model stock car as soon as I can, because holy shit, Dale Jr. is gonna pick him up, or Billy Bob's gonna pick him up, right. or something's gonna happen, and then Bob's Barbecue is gonna write me a check for two hundred fifty thousand, and then we're gonna do something great. That's well, bullshit. It don't happen. No. <laughs> it's complete bullshit. It doesn't happen. But what I want them to do is realize that they're five or ten years away from making it. And to reach out to you two and be like, hey, dude, listen, I suck. I need the best I can. Or I'm good at these things, but I'm not good at these. What would you give me for advice? What would you tell me I should do to be able to get better? Hey, I work out six hours a day and run around. Is that helping me? No, I don't work out at all. I spend time (laughs) on a simulator. I do this. I do. People, social media is undervalued. You guys are wide open. Oh, yeah. Like, if if I was a 13-year-old kid, I would poach you two to death. <laughs> I, w- I would. I would send you Their messages. Their inbox is going to be lit. Uh, yeah, and, and, but, but no, that's great. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm fine with it. But, no, it's know, it's like what we should yeah, do. Yeah. It's the only, if, if we truly want to help it, that's the only way that we fix it. Yeah. The only way that we fix it is by a lot of people eating a, okay, one person can either lose a fortune or everybody can either lose a little bit of weight and we still move. Right. But if, if we kill everything all the big entities we all lose yeah so if we each take a little bit of time and spend that time with that young guy or or even that older guy that's struggling it's the part-time racer like the guy that wants to get on that wants to get on you about what you said on he i i watched some videos that guy's got a great little shop he spins the car around by himself instead of shitting on you why don't he ask you how to do better that's what i want (laughs) Right? That's what I want him to say. Reach out and say, okay. I have an interesting story, too, and it's, it's almost borderline embarrassing, but I think this was – you'll like this. I think this was 2013, I believe. We were running, and it was the first year I was really kind of on my own a little bit, kind of just making my own decisions and doing my own thing. And we went to Southern National at the beginning of the year. It was the first race of the year, and I bet I went two laps down in both races. I was so bad. And I was I was so lost leaving there because we had built a new car and you know we really felt good about it and we ran terrible. That I called cold called Deke McCaskill. I had never talked to the guy before in my life. The only reason I even called him was because I knew that he had sim raced. Right. He knew I sim raced. Like I said, maybe there's some sort of connection between the two of us. And I called him and I was like, "Dude, my lower's in this spot." We have this much nose weight. I am so completely – he won, I think, both races. And I was like, I am so completely lost. I don't have any direction. Don't know what to do. Like, what, you know, Here's the worst what can part. you say? What and can he, anybody he say to you? No. Stuff off, right. What, what, right. What's the worst thing in this situation? What's the worst thing that happened? He tell you he no, says, go screw man, yourself. I really just don't right. That's feel the like worst that could happen. saying yeah. that. And I say, I say okay, okay, I understand right. that. But I'm, I'm at a point where – so and, and I never will forget this. We were like in tech somewhere. This was like two years ago, and he's like, "Man, I remember this guy. He called me, and 
he's asking me about pivot heights and all this stuff. And he just, I'd never even talked to sure. him. And it was so embarrassing. Like, I felt, but I was, no, I was that's so not, down. See, I think that's opposite. That I, 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 I was so down on, it just had no direction, I felt like. that. I felt like that was just somebody that I had a small connection with, even if it was just sim racing. It doesn't right? matter. That it was just, some, that at least me and him had something in common. Enough that I called the guy. I don't even remember how yeah, I got his number. That's the difference. That's the I, difference. I don't know how many I people are listening, somebody. but that's the Not difference enough. to me. To to me, the difference is who has the gut. I want it bad enough. That I'll reach out to people I hate. I'm not saying you don't yeah, like them, yeah. right. but I will reach out to people that I hate, hoping that they'll give me a little morsel of information that I can use to go forward. I I, I'm willing to eat it that far. I mean, just go with it. The the biggest thing that that I was taught, and he might agree to this as well, is I mean, it, it does. It takes time. Hundred percent. It's, it's not just something that's going to happen overnight, and, and a lot of people just want to go, you know. And like with us. Things had to fall in place for me to be able to move up the way I the did. The grind. So the grind. We right, talked about yeah. the grind last so week. Things fell in place for me to move up out of go karts. We got into the legacy car. We was able to buy two legacy cars throughout the two years that we ran it, and things fell in place where I could sell all my legacy stuff and buy a used limited late model. It was David Quackenbush's car that was built brand new in 2006, and it was 2011 that we bought it. And things just kept falling in place. But I got in the limited car, and I, I had John Whaley. I don't know if y'all know John Whaley, but uh, he, he helped me. The first time I got in the car, he was there. And he said, look, he said, I'm going to tell you this. And he said, you're about to hate me for the rest of the time that we're friends. He said, but it's going to take time. He said, one day you're going to get in this race car, and it's just going to click, and everything's going to make sense, and you're going to realize what you was Patience. missing. Patience. And, and I'm sitting here like – Man, I've been racing since I was six. I'm here to win. Like, I don't want to hear this. Like, you need to tell me what it is I need to hear that's going to make it click, like, right now before I even yep. start this yeah. first race. Like, I need to know. Yeah, it doesn't But it work. just don't – it don't happen. And that's – I think that's the biggest problem is you got to – you got to understand this is not just something – I mean, when Kyle It's Bush, a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. This is a lifestyle. It if is. you don't believe and it – you got to commit. You're beat. Yeah. If you don't believe that right. this is a lifestyle, we are in – the shop at 9.30 at night, you guys came here, all these, this is a lifestyle. Yeah. If you won't live it, you're already beaten. Understand that's not what you want to do and try something else. Yeah. But if you're willing to jump into it, pester other people, try to get answers, stop at no cost to do what you want, you'll win. Oh, yeah. Um, chiming in on the uh, comments here, uh, Blake Stalling says that uh, you've always been a great mentor as a driver to him, so you don't even realize that you are. Well, great. I don't, um, I don't, I don't count. And, and this is no disrespect <laughs> to Blake, but uh, Blake is is more like a little brother to me. Yeah, and, and and that's why I don't really even consider him into this because to me he's like family. So I'm going to do whatever you know. When he was when we was racing with each other, I mean, I would tell him everything that I could tell him just to, to help. And and to be honest. The first race we ran, we finished third in the limited, and we're in tech, and they're wanting to see the car. And I'm standing here with a bunch of guys that don't know nothing about them. And uh, Steve, you know, his father, he sent his whole crew over there and was like, help him out, you know. Um, so kind of from the beginning, you know, Steve and, and Blake and Sherry and all them have kind of, you know, the first race we just kind of hit things off, and, and I just kind of always looked at Blake as, as a little brother, so he's always been family to me. And, I don't really count that as mentoring because, like I said, in, in my eyes, he's family, and it's it's just different that way. Thomas Scott says he wants to be your next little brother. All um. right. That's what I – we can work <laughs> that out. You know, hey, speaking of Thomas, um, I'm glad he's actually commenting at Langley. 
We we beat the doors off each other, and I I don't I can't remember if you was there or not. I wasn't. But I'm telling you, we got into we got some right front damage, and it and it hurt the the turning of the car, and uh, I, I fell back with him, and he was running fourth, and I I couldn't believe he was fourth, and, and again not no disrespect, yeah, but when he got underneath me, I was like, wow, he's running really good. Yeah. And we literally crossed each over, crossed each crossed over each other for the next 30 laps, and I mean we we went at it. And after the race, we didn't even say anything. We just walked up and hugged each other and just laughed about it and went on about our business. But uh, to me, uh, you know, from what I've seen that that day at, at Langley, he's he knows what he needs to know. He just got to get that that last little bit with the car, and it's it's go time for him. Uh, C. Falk chimed, chimed in, and he said that in 2007, he was lost to at Kenley. He asked Jamie Cottle what to do. He took uh, him and the crew chief into his trailer and opened up his green notebook and told me everything he had. I'll never forget it. Uh, Gene Light chiming in said that he hopes some kids are listening to this. You guys are dead on. Um, Bill Petroff says that his uh, ears wide open. Um, uh, Zach Bruinger said that asking people on social media is way better than at the track. Um, we, uh, we, we, we're run over here a little bit, uh, on, uh, Race 22 radio here tonight, but, uh, man, the conversation's so Where'd good. I don't want go? to, uh, I don't want to leave it. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, uh, you guys are, uh, making a pit stop here. You know, you disappeared. Uh, uh, now he disappeared. Uh, where'd he go? Um, no, nah, but I, I'm I'm being serious about that notebook. Like, if if anybody wants to see it, I'll post pictures. But it's it's legit. Can we get a picture of Marcus Richmond's notebook for your car uh, or David Triplett? You know or? what? I I, that, I mean, I I would pay for that to have content on Race Twenty Two. I, I hate to say this, but I don't think you can afford it. Yeah, I understand. I, I'm be, you're you're I'm dead on right. <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Whoa! But no, nah, I, I like when it, they uh, lay down the gauntlet about uh, what you can afford. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows. <laughs> not, not, none of that's for sale, um, guaranteed. But you know, again, Triplet, you know, he he talks to a lot of other drivers at the racetrack, they, uh, and again, Triplet's someone that's just respected throughout the whole sport, and and right. people talk to him about stuff, and and right. he's he's honest with them, and he tells them, you know where they're messing up at and that's just how triplet is you know he he wants to help people too and he wants to see the sport thrive as well um but yeah i don't think you're gonna get no picture of that notebook hey tell me tell me one other thing tell me tell me what you do your game kind of got elevated real quick like right your your game got elevated super quick tell me the thing in and i i won't box in a corner i i don't want anybody on this show to feel like they get put in a position where they say anything bad He's used to it. He was on before. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, yeah. but I, I'm serious. What do you do the best? What do you think? Like, when it comes to this, you're like, uh. And I, I'm not, I'll wait till he puts his headphones on so I'm not bombarding him. I want you to say, what What do you in your mind say, Josh Berry, he's my bitch. Wow. New headline for the week. Um, when it comes down to it. <laughs> Right, so well, when it comes think, down to it, when when it's yeah. when it's go time and you're even up, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to take the top here because I know on the top I'm better than anybody in the country, and I will beat you down. Like, wh- think, what is your thing that you focus on that you do best? I think it's my ability to adapt, I, I, and I think th- that's one thing that I kind of thrive on. Yeah, because it sounds again, like it. Right. Yeah, nothing. No, I don't. At a speedway for the car store, I mean, our car was was on a rails. It was really, really good. But even then, I still had to adjust 
my breaking points, my roll center points, sure. and my throttle points. So it don't matter what the situation is. The car is never going – and that's one thing that, that I've just learned to accept. You know, you get the car as best you can in practice, but when it comes down to it, the first seven or eight laps of the race, I search around and figure out exactly what it is that the car needs for me to do. Yep. And I think that's uh, – again, I think it's my ability to adapt and then uh, – I. I do what the race car wants. I don't yes. – I mean, I, I, I yes, see a racetrack and I, I know that. I, I see what other people are doing, but I don't I don't care what Give other people are doing. Give it what it wants. Doing. Whatever – if the race car – like, the first time I went to Langley, I wasn't even getting nowhere close to the outside wall when we won the first time. But the way I was coming out the corner, I had the steering wheel straight, and it was just pulling it that way. And I wasn't about to turn the wheel to the right sure. to get it closer to the wall because that's what the normal looks like. Right. That's just where the car wanted to be. And in my opinion, I believe if you drive the race car the way the race car wants to be driven, you're going to have better tires at the end of the race because you're not you're not over pushing the boundaries of on, on how much right front load you're putting on the car or how much grip you're sliding off the right rear. I just believe if you do what the race car wants and you take care of the race car, it's going to take care of the race at the end of the race. How about you, Josh? Same. <laughs> you you do a lot of things great. What, what what do you think is the thing that you in your mind is your bread and butter? If I qualify on the front, am I killing them? If I, what's your bread and butter go to where you know, like, put me, give me this, I think right? Give me I, this situation and I win 99 out of 100. I mean, I really think hickory. I've, yeah, but I mean, just <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, not even that, right? Like hickory for sure. It, but I, I'm I mean, I think for whatever reason, I just the man, the tire management part of racing is just I've excelled at. Yes. I think there, there's times that I, I can agree. think of. You know, there's a lot of races that I've won that Patience. I can think about, but. I think there's ra- you know, there there's some that I've won that, I mean, we've talked 50 to go on the radio and said, man, we don't have a shot at this. There's and some that somehow I you, you find no a factor. way to find a way to get in the race. I think, you know that that's for sure. You know, over the and I, and I've went to a lot of tracks and won. You know, I've won it. You know, not every one of them around here, but Damn good near. many of them. Yeah. Damn near. You know, right. and. I think that's something I take a lot of pride in, looking back on it. Do you know what tracks you lack wins at? Kingsport, obviously. <laughs> Kingsport, Ace. We talked about that today. Kingsport, Ace. Uh, the, the, basically, I'm just we were just talking about places that we at least raced at once, which I don't know if that's really fair. <laughs> Wait, a judgment. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's Let, what let's we're put talking this about. in a real good perspective. <laughs> Anywhere we, we raced, raced there once. one time, but didn't win. So now <laughs> that's we how got that racers are. I think and there's like that's go that's what again. You go four or five. For, right? No, four yeah, hundred percent. I mean, but that this is what I'm saying. I want people to understand that that's his thought process. Yeah, I'm not making fun at all. Yeah. I want people to understand that his failure is going there one. T- and I don't mean a failure, but his burden that he carries is going there one time and not winning. There's been people that have been to 700 races at Hickory right. or 700 races at Kingsport, and they haven't won one time. Right. So that's where his mindset, he has you beaten before you come in. So you can right. shit on him or do whatever you want to, but <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I mean, it's the truth. The so mindset is so different. That that's what, I, that's what right. I was trying to say by elevating the local racer. By elevating the local racer that Josh Berry, when he goes to a racetrack that he's run one time, is upset because he didn't win there. Right. That's the level that I'm, I want people to understand exists. And you mentioned it earlier with how big their program has turned into. You didn't even know. You, no, you didn't even know. No it's beyond what you can. Yeah. That's where people need um, to keep striving toward. But speaking of him at, at Hickory, uh, <laughs> you know, he went to the 
the Hickory twice this year, and uh, I talked to him. What was it? We were standing there f for driver intros, and I was talking to him about how the racetrack raced. But the whole week to that race, YouTube, I think, is is one of your best tools. You told I me that. I watched that. every I, video I remember, of I remember him. You told me that. Yeah, I, I knew he was the man to beat when you go to Hickory. Right. And any racetrack that I go to with the car store, I'm researching who wins the most races. And I go straight on YouTube, and I find videos of like an up, upshot video where I can see what points they're hitting at on the racetrack. And I, I know for a fact when he comes out of turn four at Hickory, there's a little concrete patch, yep. and he straddles that patch. Right. And what he does different than anybody else is if you watch, and I, you can look this, this up guy, right he's now. He's getting ready to expose you. This is big <laughs> no. <shit> Completely. Right. <laughs> we need, we, all, we need more people him, listening. It goes back to him saving tires. Is at the beginning of the race, everybody straddles that concrete patch coming out of four. But with 30 to go, that's the only car that straddles that concrete patch. And I, I noticed, the, and I, like I said, I, I will watch a ton, I will watch videos from Monday to Thursday sure. just to be mentally prepared because I believe in this sport you have to be just as much mentally as physically prepared to, to perform. Right. So if you're, if you're looking at the racetrack every day and you're, you're seeing it and you're getting used to it and you see certain things, and, and like that's just one thing I look for is, is physical markers on the track because it's never going to change. Point to right. point to it's, point. It's the same yep. every time. That's That will never change. Right. Um, and that's just one thing that I do that mm -hmm. that he doesn't do, but I feel we're both successful. So there's right. really no wrong way to do this. It's just whatever works best for you. Zach Bruinger, who happens to be the bartender who's delivering <laughs> beers here, uh, chimed in, and, and he said that asking on social media is way better, talking about the mentorship, it's way better than at the track. He said in 2010 he asked Dexter Sr., I'm, I'm assuming that is, for help um, and didn't get a whole lot because he is working on his own to make his own car faster. He said, I asked Josh this year at Hickory, car store uh, race, about the track changing with rubber and what to do. He helped me as best he could, uh, but he was working on his own stuff. He said on social media, it's on downtime where they can focus on helping you and not. Well, it doesn't uh, as have to be instantaneous, and, and that's and yeah, and that's it, it they can, can do it on their own time too. Right, um, Thomas got kind of calling you out a little bit there. Josh Berry said that it took uh, took you a year to even accept his friend request. <laughs> I mean, did did you oh, tell him you didn't know? Did you tell him you didn't know who he was? There might be I, a reason. I mean, yeah. that would have made it even better. Uh, Robert Arch uh, chimed in and said that uh, Josh can change who? engines really I can quickly. Do that, who? and that is a fact. That is who? a fact. Who? Yeah, well, nobody knows who he is. He's like some <laughs> world champ or something. Not, I don't hey, really know. Uh, we went the the first time I went to Kenley, we was on the back stretch and we was waving it. Uh, you know, I mean, we're watching the pure socks though. We had no yeah. idea really who was who. Right. And we start noticing every time he come around, like he was. You thought that the, the inside of that car was on fire because <laughs> I mean he was he was waving just as hard back as as we wow. was at him, and it was the coolest thing I ever seen in my life. After that, I'm like, if if Robert Ari's running the race anywhere, I'm a fan. Right, I'm right, off, right nice. off the bat. He's uh he's definitely special. Uh, Chris Crosby said that uh, he asked Josh for a setup for Dega on uh, iRacing racing and had no luck. I probably didn't have one. <laughs> Brian Reedy said that because of uh, Bobby's uh, comment about uh, watching the video, that posting races has. <laughs> so. no, I don't. Sorry, guys. He ruined it for everybody. I, I apologize. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, I mean I, you know, like with, with the car, so they do the race feed, I mean, or yeah, uh, yeah. the Mav TV kind of deal. And yeah, right. uh, Langley does, I believe, uh, their own little Fan deal. Choice, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can. Pit Row TV. 
Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Um, but Doc that, just got up off the floor. He was passed <laughs> out. This dude's been passed out for an hour and a half. He just woke up in his drunken stupor. <laughs> I don't said that. I just want everybody to know. There, there's, there's a ton of videos, and, and I mean, right. again, if you're going to a new racetrack that you've never been to before, and you can watch somebody, I mean, you don't get the actual feel of doing it yourself, but you see certain things that, that they do at the beginning of the race and at the end of the race that nobody else really does, then that kind of leads you in that direction that, hey, mate, there's something to that. Right, He's so not J- doing that for Josh no reason. I raced, and you did I race or did not? Uh, I got it when I was... 17 and I played it for maybe two years and I but so okay that stuff's but, expensive but, but wait I find that <laughs> like you, hold on, you can say what you want yeah, about, about intrig- this but that stuff right there I, I find it that is. intriguingly interesting because if you think about it back to what you two both said at the way he was talking about listening to visual cues yeah that's way more a part of iRacing listening to it is. the visual that's going on what's happening you get not only li- you know limited wheel input whatever and I find it different that you not so much because of the background of yeah. not being that right uh speaking of racing uh, my career on there last three days um <coughs> turn around backwards and hit somebody well or i was suck. i was terrible Dude, let me I just tried. go ahead and tell you i was terrible but what really happened was we get in there and i didn't have a headset to talk to anybody but right. uh the guy i don't know if he said it or and uh, i heard it or if i read it or whatever it was and it was some dude in south carolina he goes race 22 i was like and then i'm starting on a pole because nobody else qualified and i go down in turn one and i wreck and wreck everybody, wreck everybody. and i said you know what i don't really need this anymore <laughs> i'm know, terrible uh, dude i can't do it i don't know i'm I, in the street stock division or whatever i really don't do it my son has it with yeah, the three screens and i stink so bad it I, like pushes all the time and yeah. i'm yeah I feel like an idiot. My my dad and I actually, believe it or not, we come up with a late model setup for Bristol, <laughs> and when I tell you it was untouchable, like it was untouchable, and we won like, well, he won a couple races and I won like four, and like on the fourth win, some guy like had his he keyed up his speaker and was like, I done lost you four times and just started going on and on. I said, man, this is worse than the the real. Right. You know, yeah, but nobody I mean, can hit you online. Well, you know I mean, that's I mean? true. And I just want to be real true. clear Not about that this. day, anyway. When right. it come like, down so to it, like, he was com- trying to say that something was wrong with my setup, and there wasn't no way it was pa- – I'm like, it – like you have to pass inspection before they even let you like start the race. So how is something wrong with it? Well, I'm like this is. He was probably right. If your dad won, he was probably right. No, you no. Were cheap. Uh, he's. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm telling you, Troy. Troy's going to tell me I'm sure. But <laughs> you were he's, cheap. He's listening. I'm just. Oh, I you guarantee know. he's listening. You, you better be ready. I, um, I am ready. Trust no, me. No, but like, uh, I mean that stuff. It like it's. Oh Lord, twelve, I don't know. Uh, 15, that's a little, no, I think or something like that. Maybe it's it's like twelve or yeah, Josh, when you're, when you're he doesn't VIP, have to pay for his. So when he you're doesn't VIP, know. Oh, he's in. But oh. no, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I I had like a forty dollars steering wheel that I bought off somebody from a yard sale. You know what I mean? A yard sale. Yeah. I'm a yard yeah. sale guy. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm like, I'm running these fixed setups, and I'm like. 25th, and I'm like, what's wrong? Like, there's no yeah, way I'm right. this terrible at this. Like, something's yeah. going on. And I got talking to this one guy, and he said, man. He said, my steering wheel is like $1,200. Yeah. He said, that's why you're not doing any good. You got, I got, got $1,200 steering wheel. Hey, he had, he had a $1,200 steering wheel. He had a urine bag mounted God. to him because he was running a four-hour race. So he had like a bag and everything. I'm like, he dude, was, there's he, he was, was drinking serious. a lot of beer when he was He was serious. Wow. Your, your, your dad oh, is the one who go. really just okay. threw down yeah. the gauntlet. Okay. He oh. said that he owns the talent that you're using. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> dad has wow. thrown it down. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, and you, you know, know what? 
he's got that kind of horsepower that he can do that. And you nobody's going to say that. Yeah, what are you going to tell him? Yeah, well, like, I, 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 that's what's you, cool about this. I don't Everybody think you're going to tell him anything. has seen my dad, Yeah, I don't right? think you're going to tell him anything. Have you seen my dad? I've had some interesting conversations with not. I'm not going to argue with him. That's why I said what I said. I was the first one. I'm telling you, he won. That's it. Yeah. That's the end of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. He can he can say what he wants, but uh, I'm not going to. There was a time that I was pretty sure I was going to get my ass whipped by Troy. We had a conversation on the phone, and I was like, "Man, I don't want to see this guy again." Hey, I can promise you this: this. Is I'm not getting my ass whipped by him. <laughs> I'm going the other direction. That is not happening. There's a lot of things that may happen, but that will not be one of them. Hey, <clears throat> what we need to do is if if we're if y'all are serious about this, we need to work out to where he'll come over here and cook. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm telling you, absolutely. That man, he he can make cars run, but he can he can cook some food, and it'd be the best food you've ever tasted in your life. I'm I, telling I, you that right now. I've seen it. I yeah. haven't tasted, it, but I've seen it. I'm it looks telling good. you, man. It's I try, and it's 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 not as good. Um, and I like I I smoked some ribs Saturday night, and I brought them up here and let them try them, uh, at work. Yeah. Today. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was good. Like I bit into him. Like man, it's it's cooked yeah. perfect. Like it's got the best flavor. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like all happy and stuff. And he takes one bite and he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my god, <laughs> I'm a failure at life. I didn't ruin this. <laughs> no, don't even way. don't even finish it. I don't even want to know no more. I think I've ate those a couple of times. Normally I just want it. It's usually rolling and I just yeah, sneak yeah. in there. I'm telling you, man. We he's he's a cook. He's a he's a really good cook. Mason Dunn chiming in. He said that uh, Troy also has the beer drinking talent in the family too. No, he is Boy, one he's lap speechless down. now. He's one lap down to Josh Berry. Just want to wow. be clear. Under green. Uh, I'm not talking. <laughs> there was no caution involved. <laughs> he went one lap down under green. That, but wait a minute. That that shows a little maturity, right, that you've been mentored correctly. Wait, this might be a fuel mileage race because yeah. you two have been up. He has not. Yeah, right, right. You've had to make pit stops. Right. I did have to True pit. Story. I did have to pit for I'm sure. Out. I got I got extra fuel lines right. Right around my, <laughs> right. My, my leg muscle right, right. there. It's wrapped around it. I there. had to pit. I couldn't. I that was a long day. I couldn't. I had to go. Uh, yeah. What would you radio. What would you like to see in a show? I and I know we're a couple minutes over, but I, I'm interested in this because I, I want to talk to the racer. What do we? What do you want to see? As, as a guy that drives for Nelson and does the things, what what do you want to see in a show that will? That you'd like to tune into, and they, the guys in the background say beer, and yeah. <laughs> Bobby's <laughs> like, yeah, that's I mean, great. No. I, I, but 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 here's what I want to really know. What I really want to know is, what content do you want to see? Do you do you want to see? You're you're in the know, right? You know the most amount of stuff. You, I could show you two spindles, and you're gonna know the difference. Right, so possibly. My, yeah, my maybe. Can you show me a spindle? So I know <laughs> no, I can't show you anything. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make a shit. We could show you anyway. You wouldn't have any idea. All, all, right, all I'm saying point. is, what do you, what do you, what would you, as the racer, that drives for somebody else, what would you want to see as a show that you'd be like, damn, I tune into that. What what could what would somebody do? Because I think you guys don't uh, understand how much of the majority that you really are. Yes, you're at a high level and probably up in that 35, 40 top, top tier group. But w- what are the things you'd like to see, right? We come on here and we started doing this last week and we, we have all these big things planned. And I, I want to listen to people say what they want to know about. What, what don't they know that they want to know? I, I think we need more. I love flat tracks. Like any time I can go watch a flat 
So like you'd a, like to see Bowman Gray incorporated no, into the deal? No, no, I wouldn't. Hey, speaking of um, Bowman Gray, somebody asked earlier not if you would race there. Yeah. That that was asked. Josh look. Berry turned it down. He said, "Nope." Look, listen, here's, here's the I don't. Deal. I'm not here, judging him for that either. Here's, by the here's way, what I'm not, I strongly that's I strongly believe this, um, and not again, not bashing nobody, but they have what's called a limited late model division, right. correct? Right. And I think what they mean to say is a limited track with late model stock car division rules, correct? Because we're running late model stock car engines and stuff, right? From what I understand, I don't think there's any rules at all. Well, to yeah, be honest, but I, don't really like, know. Like, I mean, I'm just I, I go watch Bowman Gray. I saw I mean, a cam I, I come out of one of those motors that one of our customers had. That I'll promise you, went in a Ford tractor. It, it had to be six <laughs> inches around. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, they don't check it. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, I mean, I I do go watch Bowman Gray just because I, I like. I do too. I like flat race. I do too. I don't particularly care if. You know, seeing people cut through the infield and run over top of somebody else, I don't, I don't want to see that. I want to see good racing, and I don't care what it is you're racing, a flat racetrack provides good racing. Yeah. In a disc- it, it, you don't have the mechanical grip from the banking, 100%. so that automatically makes it to where you have to you have to get after it. You have to find ways around people. So anytime, if I can go, if I didn't live so far away from Langley, even though I don't race there locally, I would go watch every weekend because I know for a fact it's going to be a race. It's going to be a in-your-face, white knuckle, get up on the wheel, and, and win the race. Josh Gary, Josh Berry gave the best piece of advice last week that I think if anybody's a track promoter, they should have listened to. And I've listened to it ten times, and it really stuck out in my mind. He said, you know, if people – Langley and I talked about it after the show and then actually a couple times after. He said if, if you would clean the top of the racetrack, we could actually run up there. So – I found Ke- that Kevin Piercy, if you're listening, it, well, it, not just Kevin, but a lot of places, right? A lot of different things. I'm, I'm, yeah. We're not. I'm not <laughs> no, singling no, one out, right? And neither were you, hundred percent, right? You know, pointing that so out last my, my point is this: I, I want this to be because Langley's going to take this content <laughs> and run with it as you far just as wait he till can. The headline I got for you, and that's cool. I, I, but what what is one thing you could would like to every promoter to know? I thought that was like that was. I don't think racers understand that cleaning the top so that we could make the show amazing. Like how, right? How simple is that? And how, but how profound is that? Because if we could actually make it to where that we're slicing and dicing too wide, that's like yeah. my my parents go to a little tiny dirt track in Ohio and they go on Saturdays. And you know why they go? Because there's forty thousand people that sit in these little redneck wood stands yeah. and they bring in their coolers and they have a great time and people swap the lead eighteen times back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So if you were to give promoters that you'd like to go race at their racetracks advice, what would you tell them? Because they don't get to hear it, right? They hear it from you on the phone Not and they think you're trying to cheat them as an advantage. No. What would you tell them that they could do better to help support you and your program that you're running? Well, I don't think it's – I think I just want to agree. But so throughout the years, the cars were cheaper and they paid more to win races, and now the cars are way more expensive to what they are to compare races. And I know you talk to every promoter and they say they understand. Oh, yeah, but sure. I don't think that they truly have an understanding when it pays $1,500 to win a race. And a set of tires is 700 and, 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 and some tracks – change how they do that and that's fine i know you understand it's before you even get started I, I, uh, but oh I'm yeah i saying, can bring the other side of the coin saying, well yeah i know it's it's harder to 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 bring that purse up because it it is it is expensive and i'm not arguing that fact sure. i'm just getting to the point that everything's so much more expensive but 
we're it's not it's not coming back like if right. you want more cars to show up now again i think the car store is a perfect example of this they average 24 cars this season yeah. give or take uh, i believe is what it is and they pay six thousand to win every once in a while they pay 10 grand to win and it carries through yeah, but the nobody field. gives a shit about the win uh, and i don't we mean do. that to dog we do right if but you see, want more cars wait, to but, show up but, and this is what it's all about if you bring more yeah, but cars, you're not more cars you bring you're, more fans you're not more cars that's the that's not the me thing. In general, but right? that's the thing that I think everybody misses, and I'm not picking on you, but I want yeah. you to know this. The problem is there's only one of you, and you two both go to the racetrack to win every week. But the problem is we can't get the shows to be good because the guy on the bottom starves to death. Because there's no scraps left for him. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't win 10000 I want you to win a million. <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, no, I'm serious. I, 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 I really, yeah. I'm pro this. But, but what I, I want you to realize is, or I want you to understand in the way that I want you to help me and Langley, and, and I, I want, because I want this to work, is the bottom guy makes a shit. Right, and we uh, mm-hmm. we we yeah. have already yeah, established agree. that. Yeah, Josh so, don't care about them. I was established last week. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we the bottom said, guy. Right? I'm, no, we did. Not, we did. <laughs> Josh oh, is oh, God. God. Here he, uh, he just Hickory he pulled the disclaimer out of on. his briefcase. <laughs> Hickory needs a uh, one million to win street. Oh, hundred percent. Right. I, I just yeah, so not, we can have one million. I, I, want, I, I want people. You're going to come. Here's the thing. I'll tell you. And I think it's if, if you tell me no, I'm, I'm going to tell you that you're lying. Because <laughs> okay. I will tell you right. that no matter how much money your owner has, he doesn't – he cares, but he wants the trophy. Because if he didn't, you're right. you wouldn't race. You're right. And you wouldn't race. And, and nobody else that brings their car in here would race. So the one thing I think we got to realize is the trophy has one value right here. But the problem is, if you can't at least spend twenty thousand on your car, show up at the racetrack, buy thirty-five dollar pit passes, buy ten dollar or gallon, ten dollar per gallon bottles of fuel, you lose because we run him completely out because he's beat. Zach Brunninger is, and I love him as a brother. He's beaten before he comes in there because he's laid so much out. If he does anything but win, he got his ass kicked. Well, and I wasn't saying I'm not picking just, on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, not picking on I, you. I'm just clarifying what I'm saying. I wasn't saying that it all needs to be paid to who wins the race, right? Because, like you said, we're there to, to be the best. We need of the everybody, best. right? It, it needs. You're going to gonna be race whether it pays five bucks or five thousand. That's you're just it, a racer. The best that's of the it. Best that's is it. There, I'm going to be hundred percent in a discussion, and and that's that is what it is. But like I said, I think if if we could bring and again, like we talked about earlier, if we could bring more sponsors into this and and help foot the purse for some of these races and spread that out more through the field, you're going to see more cars show up. And when you bring more cars, you have a better show. Nobody, ten people will show up to Martinsville if only five cars is out there. But I, I don't they, think, they, I think, I'm telling you, they would. I they think know people would go to Martinsville in droves just because of the history. Mm. Just, Hickory's lived on it. I don't think so. Right, Hickory's lived on it. I don't mean it to bad. I don't believe that. I hate to cut you guys off. I got to cut this short because Troy McCarty just told me and called me by name and said you better be on time tomorrow. So uh, we better Ooh, wrap this whoa. party up. Is all it I just got, got to real. Okay? Because, the boss has spoken. Because uh, that's that's not good. <laughs> That's not good for me if you don't show up on time. I will I will be on time. I'm on time. I actually kind of started this deal where I show up to work about an hour earlier, but I just kind of – So you're saying you already got extra hour – No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't technically go into work. Yeah, like, that's probably it. I sit in my car. I get my mind right. I get ready for the day. But I, I show up at, I show up an hour early every morning. That's awesome. 
Hey, I, I just want to thank everybody for being in the chat. He's lying about that. I think <laughs> just really looking at his eyes, but I just want to thank everybody for being in the chat. And I, I, I want the info. Like, if it's bad and you want to crap on us, crap on us. But if it's good and you like these things or you hate these things, I, I really think that everybody's going to have to give and take a little bit in order to be able to make this work long term. Yep. And I, I'm willing to listen. Call me, reach out on social, reach out to any of these guys, reach out to Langley. We know he don't answer anything, so you'd be good luck on that. Reach well, out she to don't Kim. Call me before noon. Kim's <laughs> actually the brains of the whole entire <laughs> operation. True. So if you reach out to her, and uh, <laughs> or reach out to Zach Brunninger for God's sake, right? The guy brought a keg in here. How I many mean, kegs is this, Zach gonna have to bring before real. he gets on the show? I don't know. I'm thinking somewhere around twenty. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. Just, oh just, God. He, you know. No, he's not. No. I mean, what, I'm Nate, just uh, guessing here. Uh, hey, Troy said that we're okay because you got to go to the race shop tomorrow, so it don't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, I go where I'm told. <laughs> right. yeah, we, we'll leave no, it that. that, yeah, that's good yeah. for you. Uh, two comments I want to get in real quick. Um, <clears throat> Brian Reedy said the top cars worry about the top prize, pay the bottom half. And I will tell you from a promoter standpoint, 100% true, I paid the most, and I know this is not late models, this is you cars. I paid the most in you cars to win. Didn't draw me any, any extra cars. Um, but I did, you know, when I when I paid more at the back, like, I paid, like, $75 to start. <laughs> Field was packed. Well, yeah, so. and that's kind of what I was getting at with him. You, If you're having a, a race that that yeah. brings up a lot of people, you know, Roger. you're, you're going to have car count show up. And and the, if it's a, a big race and the best of the best show up, you're going to have the 100%. best of the best either And that's way. what you want. But, right. again, that's what you want. I, I, think, I think the bigger car counts draw more fans because 95% of your fans – well, I wouldn't say 95, but we'll say 75% of your fans that show up to watch races come to see cars get tore up. Hundred percent. Twenty five percent will come to actually see a, a legitimate what, race. AJ, wait, wait. Martinsville's a great example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, my, I, and I'm saying this. My best story. AJ Foy took me under his wing when I was 17 or 18 years old, and he said the greatest thing to me that I've ever been told in my life. He said, "People come here to see you crash. Right. <laughs> That's it." True. He said, "If I get what he say, if I light on fire, I get a bonus." I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you guys don't understand. I'm good on he that. said, we had raced on wood racetracks in Indiana and Pennsylvania and Ohio, and he said they would pull splinters out of their face. Oh, God. He said, one of the, that's amazing. One of the things I did as promoters first time around, I paid a bonus if you fought. Yes. If you got into a fight and yes. the fans right. could see it, you got a bonus. Straight, when we do right, right. hook promotions, the car, you got a bonus. Uh, Mason Dunn says that uh, he said maybe the guy on the bottom should get discounts on clips and chassis. Great. Tell him to call Zach me. Zach is standing <laughs> in line ready to go. Tell him to call Cause me. Because he needs all the clips he can get. Okay, let's no, be he's honest. got a standing jig. We just keep one jig open for him. It's good. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my goodness. Poor Zach. But a many jokes. But, you know, we'll all be there cheering for him anytime he is on the racetrack. No doubt about it. We want to thank Bobby McCarty for the quality time he spent with us and the fantastic conversation. Special thanks to Josh Berry for doing an outstanding job serving as our guest co-host. But most of all, we want to thank you for listening to Race 22 Podcast. Stay logged on to Race22.com for more upcoming podcasts and articles on your favorite races and drivers. Until next time, we'll see you at the races. I must be... Yeah.